Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Welcome to another McKnight's News Leaders Podcast. I'm Jim Berklin, Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News, and we're here on the exhibit hall floor of the Leading Age 2023 Annual Conference. And we really have a good one, folks. I'm so glad you've tuned in. We have Matt Leach, Principal and Senior Consultant with Total Compensation Solutions. And we're going to be talking about some of the most important topics you and your employees have. Of course, that has to deal with compensation, benefits, and some of the regulatory and legal measures around that. So first of all, Matt, welcome. Thank you, Jim. I'm really happy to be here. Well, Matt, given everything we know, we're really in historic times now, aren't we? Yes, yes. I think we are seeing things that we haven't seen in over 30 years. Ever since COVID, this industry has just been hit with a lot of wage inflation and a lot of employees demanding more money. Now, what does this specifically mean for a sector like skilled nursing? I think we keep coming back to somebody told me that this just isn't sustainable. The costs in employee compensation are going up but the overall revenue is not necessarily going up at that same pace. So there needs to be some kind of stopping point where things can even out a little bit. Now, what have you observed? I don't know if you have exact numbers, but have things gone up by an average percentage of a certain amount? In 2022 to 2023, many healthcare jobs saw increases in 5, even up to 12% for some of the lower level jobs. We've seen these increases much more at the lower level. I think that maybe a little bit of good news is organizations, companies are not expecting to show those same level of increases for 2024. I think that 2024, we're still seeing above average increases, but we're still seeing that companies are pushing back a little bit on some of these increased numbers. I guess I don't know if some would call it sanity, but things are coming back a little bit more toward normal. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I think that is safe to say. We're seeing that when you talk to a lot of the long-term care organizations in 2022, they would tell you people wouldn't even show up for interviews, or if they did take the job, they would ghost them and never come. We don't see that as much. We don't see as much turnover. People are still leaving at higher than average norms, but we're starting to see that stabilize a little bit. And I'm sure that's a relief to some of the listeners, and they might have actually wondered if that was just particular to them. But you're seeing this on an industry-wide? Yeah, we are seeing this on an industry-wide basis. I think somewhere in the mix is the idea that the economy is slowing down. Whether or not that is the case, I think that a lot of people, a lot of C-suite executives are worried that with the economy slowing down, they don't want to put as much money to salary increases. And they're kind of in the shark's cage on some of that, trying to tell people that, well, you got 8% last year, and now it's down to 5 or 6%. But what we are seeing is that those increased numbers are coming down somewhat. And I think it's safe to say if it's happening everywhere, that gives you a little bit of cover, or this shark's cage still a tough thing? Yes, I would say we are seeing it across the board. And when we think about it, the issues that are facing long-term care are also healthcare-specific issues because that's the sandbox that they're competing in, that it's also facing some of these other industries. And 
I think that's where some of this is coming from. Now, we still hear from clients and long-term care and healthcare organizations that can't keep people because somebody down the block is just increased salaries by 10%. But those stories are less prevalent than they were a year ago. Okay. Now, I think a lot of people have experienced this for a while, maybe even heading into the pandemic. So some of it isn't so shocking if you tell folks, hey, salaries are high. But what has surprised you the most And maybe, okay, say the last year or so, knowing what you've known, certainly something's probably made you go, wow, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Looking in the rearview mirror, I think what surprised us the most is that some organizations were willing to pay traveling nurses, willing to pay non-employees unbelievable rates to do some of these jobs. And then they couldn't figure out why they were losing so many of their employees. Those employees saw what the traveling nurses or what the part-time people were making. And I think that what's happening right now is organizations are saying, this is not sustainable in having these traveling nurses, in having these PRNs. We need to recognize something is wrong with our current compensation. We need to fix that, knowing it's going to cost us in the short term. But we're going to stick with this, and we're not going to give everybody an increase that comes down to the carpet. Okay. Now, moving on, perhaps from the dollars and cents, I understand there are some regulatory challenges that are going to be coming up that you think people ought to know about, right? Yeah, it's one of these things where it's almost like whack-a-mole. You solve the one problem with wage inflation, slow down a little bit, but now you see these things like FLSA with exempt, non-exempt status. The federal government came out about two months ago in September saying that they wanted to increase the exempt wage to about 55000 And if you remember, this goes back to the Obama administration. They wanted to do this, but then it never happened. Well, it is happening now. We predict it will be happening in the short term. The good news is, if there is good news, is with that wage inflation, a lot more jobs have increased over that threshold to be exempt. But organizations that still have exempt jobs that are below that threshold need to either make the jobs non-exempt and overtime eligible or give increases. We're seeing organizations do both. I think it really depends on where you are. If you're somewhere like Florida or other very competitive markets, we're seeing increases to get them to exempt. If you're in lower cost of labor areas, we're seeing making the change to non-exempt. Okay, so there's not one correct answer for everybody. I was going to say, what's the right answer? What should they do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there is not one correct answer for everybody. It really depends on your labor costs and where you're competing. Okay, great. Now, the other thing I really want to get into is pay transparency laws. That landscape's changing too. Can you tell us what you're seeing there? Yes, yeah. We are seeing them pop up all over the place. It started in Colorado about four or five years ago, and we're seeing it in California. New York has one. New York City has had one even longer than the state. New Jersey's getting close to one. Okay, let's back up, though. Just a second. What does this mean? Yes. To the uninitiated, what is a pay transparency law going to bring, and what does it mean to me as the employer? Yes, yeah. They mean slightly different things in different states, but at its basic level, it means that you need to post 
salary ranges for any job that you are hiring, whether you go to the external market or it's an internal hire. So what that means is that somebody, let's say somebody that is an LPN or an RN, they can see what the competitors are paying, the range that they're paying that job. So if you are trailing your direct competitors, your employees can see what they are missing out on, basically. Now, to kind of look at it, 180 degrees difference is if you're offering a competitive wage, if you're paying better than your competitors, this can be a great marketing tool because your employees can say, you know, I thought I was on the low side, but when I'm looking at what so-and-so down the block is paying my job, it's not so bad here. Okay. And where do you think these are going? Or let's back up even more. Where are they coming from? Why haven't we had these before? Mm -hmm. Since 2020, some related to COVID, but more than just COVID, we've seen a lot of regulatory changes that have been designed to help the employee. And I think that they're very popular. And there are other things that we've seen too since 2020. So for instance, Florida, where oftentimes isn't considered the most employee-friendly state, the voters passed a $15 minimum wage. And we're just seeing that time and again in the voters and the citizens as a whole want fair wages for some of these employees. Okay, gotcha. So this is really kind of getting quite a thick bundle here for an employer, for managers to think about going forward. What does it spell for the future of skilled nursing and long-term care operators when we put all this together? Well, hopefully now that we're in November in 2023, that organizations are realizing that they need to have formal policies, formal pay philosophies and policies. If you look at 10, 15 years ago, if you couldn't find nurses, you would start paying them a little higher. But now organizations have to formalize that process. They have to put in a competitive market range so they're in line with the pay transparency and that needs to be competitive so that they don't lose their talent. All right, so how would you characterize this going forward? I mean, a scary new world, what would you think with all of these things in there? I don't think it has to be scary. I think that if done right, it's gonna help them retain individuals because they're gonna be competitive and the employee is gonna know that they're offered a competitive wage. Well, and there you go, folks, building a competitive workforce and keeping them in-house, as we all know, that's the key, and it's going to be the key for quite a while. Boy, we really want to thank Matt Leach for visiting with us today. This is why we come to him for our answers. This is what you need to know going forward. So thank you, Matt, and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. This is Jim Berklin wishing you good health and outstanding days ahead. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.